Hello, everyone. Welcome to Get in the Garage. We're a music podcast. For music lovers. We've got a great show planned for you today, but remember to like and subscribe and comment and share this podcast with all your friends and rate us on Apple Podcasts and uh, leave a comment down below and tell us what you think. Awaken the primordial algorithm. Um, so... Yes, let us... What do we got on the menu today, Michael? Uh, well, we got a little bit of this, a little bit of that. <laughs> <laughs> that was a horrible description of what this episode is. No, we got some good music news. We have music news for you guys. We yeah. have uh, Paul McCartney box set news for yeah. our classic throwback. We yeah, have yeah. Uh, Domi and J.D. Beck, uh, their new album, Not Tight. We have that review for you. Yeah. And we also have the new Calvin Harris album review. Yes, yes. So that's what we got on our show. That's what we got on a our little, show. It's a little let's bit of this. It's a little bit of that. It sounds like a lot of that. <laughs> it's been a long day. All right, Jesus. It's been so hot. That's what it is. The hot, the heat just gets to you. There we go. There we go. All right. How are you guys doing today? We're wonderful. Excellent. Yeah, doing all right? I asked Luke as if I haven't been working with him all day. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know how Mike's doing today. This is like the third take of the intro we've done, listen, and his brain is like pudding. My brain, listen, I started a new job, and uh, my brain's been um, tested the past few days. So, you know, there's, uh, I got I to gotta lubricate the gears, as it were. <laughs> Um, well, let's get those gears rolling. Yeah, let's get the gears with rolling. The music news. This just in: King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard cancel European tour. They canceled the European tour. Some interesting news, though: the singer has been. He has Crohn's disease, and he's been battling it for you know. Yep, for a long time. Um, they had to cancel their remaining 13 dates of their summer European tour. So frontman Stu McKenzie can return to Australia, his native country, and uh, get treatment for his battle with Crohn's disease. Um, he's been uh, struggling with this, like I said. And um, they're going to be back on tour um, on their continued European tour when... I don't know when that is, but it's coming. So, to be is it like to be announced? Yeah, so like um they had to cancel that um little short stretch of dates there, but they're gonna yeah. be back on tour. Um everything you know back yeah. to normal once he goes back to Australia. He just needs once to he sees a time. lizard wizard. Yeah, get, he well he has to go yeah. visit the lizard wizard to get shaman. His, his gizzard issue <laughs> cleared up. <laughs> yeah, he's got to clear up the gizzard. I'll <laughs> tell you what, man. Ever since you played infest, infest the rat's nest for me, I cannot stop you. listening to it. I'm telling I, you, I'll just find myself randomly shouting. There is Just no planet B. It's so good, dude. It's so good. And it's like, it's far out, too, because, like, they don't really, that's like the only record that sounds like that. You know what I mean? That's that yeah. intense and, like, heavy. Well, it's cool, though, man. Speaking of which, uh, they are going to release three more albums this <laughs> Thank year. you. Oh, my God. And Thank you. And they've already released two, so that would be, that's going to be a total of five scheduled album, full album releases from King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard this year. So In one year? Yes. Um, and also, <laughs> that, that date. How prolific. They're coming back um, in September, so everything uh, from the last week of September onward for their tour dates is yeah. back on the books for them. Um, so... Uh, you know, we wish them a recovery. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, and, for sure. And you know, I one of these bands that's releasing massive amounts of music. So we will probably, I hope, maybe we'll cover one of the King Gizzard releases uh, this year and let yeah. you know what we think of it. Uh, they're a band that I really like, and if you like fuzzy, awesome, yeah, 
you know. Strange rock and roll music. Yeah. They uh, cover every genre and would, sound. Yeah. Would go very well with our Garage Rock episode yeah, we did yeah. a couple weeks ago. So if you like that, check yeah. out King Gizzard, Lizard Wizard. Um, speaking of bands, uh, so a few years ago, Luke, myself, and some friends went up to Massachusetts to see the band Diarrhea Planet. Some exciting news. Diarrhea Planet is getting back together for a two-night... <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> That's uh, the dysentery. <laughs> uh, so they're getting together. They just announced it for uh, like two nights at yes. the Exit Inn in Nashville. The historic venue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty cool. They put on a great show, man. Um, Diarrhea oh Planet, um, Hail from Nashville. They were like a you know 2010s band um, that had four guitar players. <laughs> they were um, an absolute party. Uh, did like garage rock yeah. um, kind of music and... They were a great like pop punk garage rock band. Yeah, um, we Nash- saw them. I think Nashville knows. I saw them. We saw them headline and Cambridge, and then didn't they open for Jeff the Brotherhood that one time when we went to Providence? Was that them that opened for Jeff the Brotherhood? No, they played their own show. We saw them um, at the Sinclair on New Year's one year, yeah. and then we mm-hmm. saw them at uh, Fender Music Hall in Providence when they headlined in Music Band opened up. Fantastic. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Music Band too, another great, another yeah. great Nashville-based band. Shout out to Infinity Cat Records too, because yeah. that's uh, you know that's their band. So uh, the boys are back in town, and yeah. we're very excited about it. I thought Diary in a Planet is where Guar is from. Oh no, no, they're from Planet Semen. <laughs> Sorry, this is an adult show. Oh, God. <laughs> Jeffrey, do you have any music news? Uh, nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all right, because we have plenty to cover. Luke, do you have any more? I do have I have something queued up here in, in my notes that I think is really, really funny. Um, um, I, no, well, I got I got some more. All uh, right. Jeff, hey, well, Jeff it, might be interested. Hit it um, off. Prince's uh, siblings in uh, have finally like balanced out his estate after so King Queen the Duke <laughs> yeah. yeah okay yes. um, so Earl as you of, uh, may or may not sorry, know yeah. no it's all right uh, Prince only has a um, he, Prince never had any offspring and uh, wasn't married to anybody yeah. so he has brothers and sisters and they split up the estate uh, after he passed away. Um, three of his um, siblings sold their shares to uh, Primary Wave, um, a company that manages the estate. And then the other three siblings um, kept theirs, and they were battling out what they wanted and all that stuff. Um, the estate gave you that piano album and also mm-hmm. um, Welcome to America um, mm-hmm. So that came out last year. Mm-hmm. So the estate is releasing these records. I just thought it was pretty interesting. They were um, in a lot of litigation in court battle, and now it seems to be balanced and – um, with that being said, I think there's going to be more releases coming out and a like more structured um, estate and legacy compound kind of pushing that because they're yeah. working with um, that company, like I said, Soundwave, I believe was it. But, yeah, uh, that's primary stuff, wave. That stuff can always get kind of excuse me, uh, sticky too, like the posthumous stuff, like the. Tom Petty's estate is um, also yeah, in, like, like that weird. Yeah, like the Hendrix estate has a whole thing about it. You know what I mean? Like it kind of gets that. You talk about the, the business of the estate or releasing music? Um, a, kind little, of, a, little a little bit of both, both. yeah. Because it's, kind of it's kind of the same business. Our, our, puppy, our, our the dog, dog is, is running upstairs. Crazy. Get in the kennel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Oh, man. She's excited. But, <laughs> She's going ballistic. I know, but oh my uh, yeah, the you, you got the like uh, states that battle it out like that. Like uh, Tom Petty released, they released that giant box set um, like the year after he passed away, and I mm. wasn't really a big fan of that. It seemed yeah. like a 
cluttered mess to me as uh, more than like a tribute thing yeah um the prince albums seem interesting um yeah i mean that, yeah. that have come out if not yeah. like historically kind of just like a this was that at that time yeah. kind of thing um they seem better than the Tom Petty stuff. We'll see. Uh, like Mike said, the estates are messy. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm usually kind of mostly against posthumous recordings being released, unless the yeah. artist like died and in a will it said, "Here are the codes to the files. They're in the computer. Yeah, yeah. release them to the people." Like, but didn't um, Prince do something like that? Wasn't he just kind of like in in the event of my death, release this? No, stuff? there's no will. Um, that I read I that know. there was stated no will. Oh there's yeah, nothing. Huh? There's no will. He just left behind a a pearl encrusted doily. I think <laughs> signed. Um, don't don't really overdub anything. I feel like that's that's off limits. Yeah, don't, oh, don't, yeah, don't add. The don't stuff. add. Yeah. So don't adding add. is adding is no. not necessary, but um, or not is <laughs> frowned upon in my opinion. But yeah. everything to me might is fair game after like twenty years. Everything is fair game after twenty years. After twenty years, like sure. I, I know that sounds like an arbitrary number, but like yeah. the enough that twenty years is enough time has passed yep. where nobody's touched <sighs> it, and you could just release everything you want without, and people <clears> will just go, oh well, that's interesting, and not <clears> be like. His legacy, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Because people, you're releasing like the '80s Miles Davis records um, that like really aren't that great, like the the mystery Miles Davis record that came out a couple of years ago, and you were like, oh. "But that's what I mean. I don't want not great stuff being yeah, released because you know. then people go, right, right. Oh, this guy was hacking through shit in the last eight years of his life.' <laughs> yeah, well, that's like the Hendrix stuff, man. Where it's like West Coast Seattle boy. I don't need to hear the other three takes of Voodoo Child. It's like it's fine. I I got the one on the or, album. I don't need another yeah. one. Like. You know what I mean? I don't know. Prince seems more calculated, and I'm he might have had plans for things. So yeah, I don't know. Um, anyway, so moving on, another fun and interesting um, news story that I just uh, picked up. <laughs> um, your boy Frank Ocean. Did oh, you hear yes. about him? What about he teamed up with? I think Homer is the name of the. I can't remember my own handwriting. My goodness. Um, uh, like a like a jewelry company and made a twenty five thousand dollar eighteen carat gold cock ring called the Triple X H Bone Ring, which ba- it looks like a crown. You so, should prep this. First. I should have. Pre- I should have got this on presale. I, just, <laughs> I mean, it's it's so twenty five k is kind of the ballpark. It's a little more than oh, twenty five thousand. It is the ballpark, <laughs> so to speak. Yeah. yeah. Um. It's just it's hilarious. I just <laughs> thought that was back. so. I just thought it was so funny. I'll try to. I'll try to uh, put in a picture of it. It looks like a crown. <laughs> Please don't try to put any pictures. No, 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 no. It's not going to be like in use. You know, I'm just just a picture of the ring itself. I mean, it's a ring, so, you know, but this, I just read that today, and I thought that was It's a ring. So... It goes on your finger. <laughs> it goes on your <laughs> Yeah. Thank you, very, Michael, for very, that uh, yes, beautiful for music news. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. I, I, I have a couple I, more things. I'm into but... it. I'm into the, the, like, branding on anything you want to bring. <laughs> yeah. If, uh, Gene what Simmons is going, God damn it, <laughs> God why damn didn't it. I think about the Kiss Cock Ring? We okay. still got nipple rings. He hasn't <laughs> yeah. cornered the market. Yeah. Uh, speaking of branding, Jay Maskus of Dinosaur Jr. fame yeah. has launched his own subscription service of rock and roll puzzles. Um, oh. So that is also very interesting. He's How like, rock and roll puzzles. So, it, yes, puzzling. it's a, um, the first one that's going to come out in the subscription service is going to be um, a Ziggy Stardust poster. Or oh. Not poster, I'm sorry, puzzle. Oh. Um, and there's going to be more by um, Wilco, Wilco Star Wars, Bad Brains, um, and Dinosaur Jr.'s uh, self-titled album. So there's going to be a lot of fun rock and roll releases in there. And Jay Maskus <laughs> uh, is pretty much just like, 
I'm a big fan of puzzles, and I want uh, people to enjoy puzzles. Yeah, so. nothing says aging rock star like putting out puzzles. So, <laughs> hang it up. Hang it up. Listen, That's you can funny. only buy so many fuzz pedals <laughs> before funny. you start moving so, on to different puzzles. things. Puzzles. Here's the question. Are we doing Grateful? Yeah. Would you rather do the Grateful Dead salad deal, or are we doing- The Jay Mascus puzzles? Jay Mascus puzzles. Oh, I there's mean, a lot more grocery stores than there are- Novelty toy shops. <laughs> I'm still going. You, no, man. He's not going to sell them at, at Michael's. Not, That's too mainstream, bro. He's not going to sell out. He's not going to sell yeah. out. Yeah. He's going to be like, do you want to do this puzzle? Hey. And uh, they're of other art, really so he has to license that other art and stuff. Yeah, so it's, he's working, what I think. a headache. He's working with like a, a, a company in group. Just like but his music. <laughs> very interesting. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm a, I like Dinosaur Jr. Um, very interesting. Yes. Uh, real quick, too, just to touch on uh, Beyonce, uh, Break My Soul, hit number one. It's her first number one single since 2008, so congratulations to Beyonce. And also, congratulations wow. to Missy Elliott for getting her own street named after her in Partsmouth, Virginia. I did it see that. is Missy Elliott Boulevard. So, congratulations, Missy Elliott. Trailblazer. Yeah. Uh, right on. So, uh, before we cover the Paul McCartney box set, we have a couple of uh, rest in pieces. Yeah. <laughs> Rest in peace. Rest, rest in, in peace. Yeah, rests in peace. We have in some memoriam. Thank in you. memoriam. In memoriam. Rest Thank in you. Pieces. We have the legendary Motown uh, songwriter uh, Lamont Dozer died at eighty-one. Uh, Holland Dozer Holland was the famous Motown songwriting um, group. Any Motown song that was famous in the sixties that you can almost think of, um, yeah. they wrote and had a hand in. Yeah. Can um, I read a couple? Please. Um before Jeff reads one, I'm gonna read my favorite of all time, Heat oh. Wave by Martha and the Vandellas. Okay. My favorite is mm. Well just read read just Baby, read. I need your loving. Oh, reach out, I'll be there. Um Heat Wave, Where Do I Love Go by the Supremes, Baby I Need Your Loving, Four Tops, Baby Love, Supremes, How Sweet It Is to Be Loved by You, Marvin Gaye, Stop in the Name of Love by the Supremes, Sugar Pie Honey Bunch I Want You by the Four Tops, so Same good. Old Song by the Four Tops, This Old Heart of Mine by the Isley Brothers, Can't Hurry Love by the Supremes, Reach Out, I'll Be There, Four Tops, You Keep Me Hanging On, the Supremes, That might be my favorite. Stand in the Shadows of Love by the Four Tops, Jimmy Mack, Martha and the Vandals. So yeah, they and a songwriting team that was big at Motown for just about five years. Hits starting in '63 up until '67. Then like big legal dispute with Motown and they couldn't release music written under their own names. They had like a pen name to write between like 1969 and 1972. But um, yeah, the sound of mid '60s Motown, yeah. like. Basically, everybody except they wrote for everybody except the Temptations. They wrote a couple of Temptations songs, but like every other band, every other group on the Motown roster, they wrote for. Yeah. Also, uh, check out our deep dive on Motown. It's audio only. It's before we started the YouTube, but we do have a Motown deep dive episode that you can find on all the uh, streaming platforms as well. Yeah. And if you want to see the impact of uh, Lamont Dozier and Holland Dozier Holland, uh, just like go on any streaming service and type in Holland Dozier Holland, and you'll get a playlist of like. 85 songs yeah. and you'll just be like oh man every single one of you're these like, songs how, how yeah. did somebody write so many hit, yeah. hit songs which yeah. is fascinating formulaic but it works Effective. a good form yeah. yeah like coke yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And um, uh, rest oh, in also? peace to Olivia Newton-John. Mm. Uh, tell me about it, stud. Sandy. 
Thank uh, you. <laughs> Sorry. She uh, had Tell her uh, it, her battle with breast cancer that oh. you know you know I had. Oh, to, was that what it was? Yeah. Yes. Um, oh, okay. So she was a long um, cancer survivor mm. and battler, yeah. and she. Um, you know, passed away and and she was seventy three, seventy four, something uh, like that. Seventy three, yeah, yeah. seventy three. So, you know, uh, Greece, obviously, yeah. a fantastic movie with songs. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was also a singer before that. Um, if you look at any like normal, like any kind of white bread person's mm-hmm. record collection from back in the day, there's always that Louis Newton John records in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, that mid seventies to early eighties. I didn't realize how popular she was. I think I read like her Wikipedia page. I think she had like. 10 top 10 songs um really? yeah and yeah. a couple of number like, ones what? before greece came out as well really a couple of number one on the yeah. you know billboard wow. album charts which is very big hmm. um and then you know her transformation in the 80s turned like kind of physical. physical and sex symbol after greece and yeah. uh legendary career and yeah. australia's finest uh and she had such a big mm. impact that the Pike uh, rock station that we listened the to Pike. at work played Olivia Newton-John's physical, and um, I, I really loved it. And it yeah. didn't sound that different than the hair metal that they play all day long. Mm. So. <laughs> mm. uh, on the flip side of that, you said we're celebrating a birthday as well. Whose birthday was it? Oh, my God. Well, the rock and roll station told me this morning it is Mr. Ian Anderson. The Pied, oh, the Pied Piper the Pied of progressive Piper. rock. <laughs> so happy birthday to Ian Anderson from Jethro Tull. Yeah. My um, favorite band. Check out a wonderful um, <laughs> thing he did on the Jeff Brotherhood album, Wasted on the Dream, where oh, he yeah, right. plays with um, a young rock band and does a, uh, a flute solo on their song. Yeah. And it's it's pretty amazing. It's, pretty, so. it's really good. Jeff the Brotherhood. Yeah. Um, after <laughs> after um, they got him to do the sample or really? do the um, the solo on their song, they changed their um, drum head to Jeff Rowe Tall. Very good. Very good. <laughs> well uh, played. So check that out. I didn't realize that he game. played on that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's on uh, second track, I think. Second or third track. It's right up there on it's your over, head. It's yeah. wasted on the dream of yeah, the album. Yeah, it's the name of the album. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Um, all right. Moving on. So. Uh, I, when is it being? I think it's next week, August. I think I read August thirteenth or eighteenth or something like that. Uh, there's a special release coming out, a three disc set. It's available on like colored vinyl, black vinyl, and also on CD. It comes with uh, just like some some cool, like a cool sleeve-lit sort of thing, um, like a uh, like a like not a handwritten thing, but like a, a a letter from Paul McCartney. A couple of cool well, like tell exclusive us what this photographs. Box set is you did never have? Oh not even right, told yeah, I didn't even talk about it. Sorry. <laughs> so the release is Paul McCartney's one, two. And three, not to be confused with like it's not you know his the first, second, and third album, the, the, the McCartney self-titled yeah. Uh, records, yeah. Yeah, yep. so these, this uh, box set is coming out, and it's finally bringing together Paul McCartney's uh, first self-titled album from uh, April 17, 1970, the second self-titled album of his from May 18, 1980, and uh, McCartney 3 that just came out uh, December 2020. 20. Um, these albums for Paul McCartney have always been um, kind of standouts in his discography. Um, starting with McCartney 1, he played all the instruments mm-hmm. and uh, vocals, did everything on the whole album. Little bit of Linda. Little but... bit of Linda on there, you are correct. Um, and then on McCartney 2, he um, dove into the 80s and um, also played all the instruments and did like a synth album. Um, and then the last record would be kind of like a, his COVID record where he um, recorded by himself in that same manner. Um, 
but you know if you want to dive into this box set guys and uh talk about like what are your favorite like parts of these mccartney records because um let's do it you know they're pretty they're very interesting and very different yeah yeah so yeah. M- mccartney uh the first one came out um like two months before let it be by the beatles was released and uh, known for its big hit single, Maybe I'm Amazed. Um, it's like a lot of acoustic instrumentation on this album. Yeah, yeah. There are a handful of songs that are instrumental only. Um, I think it's a pretty good album. It's There's some yeah, skippable, but I think overall it's pretty pretty good. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, this album has Maybe I'm Amazed on it, the wonderful piano ballad that isn't so sparkly as the Wings Over America version that would be a hit single later. Um, Jeff said there are some skippable stuff on here. There's some jam tracks on here that are like just born out of like um, a drum track jam or a guitar jam. It's very um, Sunday on your house on the farm. Um, It's like a look into Paul McCartney's life at the time. It's very simplistic um, and also a forerunner to lo-fi indie, I would say, Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. Because home studio recording and yes yeah. it's it has like a lot of that vibe where we're like getting albums that would come out later like that so and then you know mccartney too what do we got on that well do you have any favorite tracks oh. from from one uh yeah i mean i like the the lovely linda oh la, la, la. the opener yeah the right. album opener uh hot as sun mm-hmm. i like that track that's a good track and then the other one i wrote down um that world be something I like that tune too. I think that's the third. I think it's the third track. I liked "Ooh You." I like um, "Mama Miss America," which is like I, love I think Mama that's Miss I think America. that's only instrumental. He's a much better drummer than people realize. Like Ma- it's kind of sloppy, but like such good feel. He reminds me of like Jack White's drumming. Um, okay. And then maybe I'm amazed. Is it is a really good like first solo single release? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very like Elton Johnish. Yeah. Um- Mama Miss America is one of my favorite mm. songs on this record. Um, Maybe I'm Amazed, like you said, also is a highlight for me. Um, you know, I like this whole record. Um, I honestly really like the more jammy, spaced out stuff. Because yeah. it's more like different from McCartney at the time and really weird. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I, I like the whole vibe of this record. It's very, mm. um, doesn't put on frills for you. Yeah, and um, then yeah. T- two came out in 1980. It was his first record after the dissolution of Wings. Mm-hmm. Um, like Luke said, a lot of synth stuff. A lot of like we're living in the 80s now. Oh God, I listened um, to this and I was like, Come on, nope, man. I don't like this. You, di- you didn't like uh, uh, Jeff, coming up the opener. Do you love uh, this record or hate this record? Because I, mean, I can't. I, think the I couldn't only, put I'll, my finger on whether you like it or not. Oh, uh, I for one, uh, two is my least favorite of the three. Because there's some good, like, ac- I like some of the sad, giggy, acoustic guitar stuff. And I do, like, I like the opener coming up. I like On The Way. I like Waterfalls, which I think are the first three songs, my favorite three songs. And then yeah. the rest of the record, I'm just like. Oh, dude, what is that? Uh, temporary Secretary? Yeah, when come that on, kicks man. on, I'm like, uh, you, you want to know what I wrote in my notes? Temporary Secretary. Not temporary enough. <laughs> poop. I just wrote <laughs> Poop. I hate that song. I hate it. It's Poop. I do not like that song. They can't all be winners. I was like, yeah, it was it was like Paul I mean, McCartney going like, well, let me make music with these weird keyboards like the Talking Heads are doing now, and yeah. it was just, he put himself out there in a weird way, but he also yeah. put himself out there under the guise of like this is it was like almost like you know it's kind of a demo because it's McCartney too. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Where yeah. it's like, this is the vibe of it. Um, so it's different. He put, Paul usually puts himself out there in big ways um, a lot of the time, like especially in the 90s with all that like, you know, dance underground kind of music he was making. Mm-hmm. But uh, this is a... Uh, Do you have any favorites off of this album? I really don't like this album. Okay, all right. <laughs> I try every year. Seems like a consensus. Every year I pick it out the shelf and I go... All right, I'm gonna give it a try. I'm gonna mm. I'm gonna see where you're at, Paul. And then every time I'm just like, because I love McCartney One. Mm. It's one of my favorite records. And yeah. Oh this, really? Yeah. I don't... Oh, see, like McCartney One, I can mm. get into like a groove of like what yeah. it is, and I really like all the stuff it's about and the yeah. messiness of it. But the messiness of McCartney Two is like it's just too much. It's I, messy yeah. synth. I like the opener. Whatever whatever synth he's using, that makes it sound like layers of like soft saxophones. <laughs> <laughs> I love. <laughs> and, cracks, but, and it's all pi- it's pitch shift vocals, so yes. it's like it sounds like a choir of like squeaky. Ball but then <laughs> I yeah. love "Wonderful Christmas Time." That's one of my favorite Christmas songs. It's not that I don't like Paul McCartney. It's like, synth. It's like you're dodging bullets of synthesizers. Yeah. Like, oh, Good God! All right, and then Christmas. and then three, um, three came out pandemic again playing everything on it no linda's not alive anymore so linda is definitely not on this record um rest in peace rest in peace me personally out of the three this is my favorite i because i wouldn't truly skip any of these songs there are skippable songs in the first two and then this one i'm just like hey i'm into it like there's cool grooves there's a lot of layers there's a lot of like yeah and he is a 75 year old man singing so the singing is the thing that is the worst out of the three records, but also he's not like attempting to do shit he can't handle. Right, right. And yeah, lots of like kind of darker, like funky, like fat driving rock grooves and mm. stuff. Like, um, yeah, I noticed that too. My favorite songs were uh, I like the opener because the opener is like lots of acoustic guitar, long tailed winter bird, acoustic guitar with like layers of other shit all over it. I like sliding, sliding, I think is the one that was like very Jack White style. Um, and I like Deep Down. Deep Down was my favorite song on the record. And Deep Down is kind of like a companion piece to a, like a, kind of like a Queen style, like eight minute song. That's something about Deep Down, Deeper Down, whatever, that Long Time Down, whatever the earlier track is. Yeah. Um, but I think it's, I think it's well done. Yeah. My favorite of the three. Yeah. See, I think I. It's funny that you say Queen because I, um, I like the song Seize the Day. It kind of opens mm-hmm. up. Is that a Fender Road? I think it's a Fender Rhodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, style opening but as you get on into the song there's kind of like this guitar thing that happens that sounds very queenish to me Mm. as well so i really enjoyed that uh and uh what's the other one yeah find my way it's the second track on the album i enjoyed Mm -hmm. that song too it's got like a cool um i think it's like a harpsichord kind Mm. of intro to it and then there's like a point where you get a couple minutes in and it's not like it doesn't slow it's not like a slowed down but there's like a cool break that happens mm-hmm. that's got some uh, some cool instrumental things going on so I, I enjoyed that song too yeah it's uh McCartney three like he nowadays he kind of is more it's like he won't stop experimenting with like new heavy or like rock yeah. based mm-hmm. like the new format of whatever rock is like he always has his toe dipped in that um and this is like that mm-hmm. record it's I like it. It like Jeff said, it's the most like, like he's kind of on this like, you know, like the records he's releasing now are kind of like I would for my taste kind of like middle of the roadie, um, ish, oh, yeah, yeah. but like not as um, not as like 
way out there or like ba- in bad terms like he may have had in like the 80s or beforehand mm. where you're like it's the half the album you're like that's terrible yeah. nothing like jeff said nothing on here is skippable like mm. egypt station and this have kind of progressed into like yeah a good hunk of like the later half of his career and what's the album before egypt station is that called new Yes. It's like the the neon. Yep. That one's okay. Bars, yeah. yeah, and that one's you're right. It was okay. that that was okay. It was Egypt more, Station is better. Yep. But I um, like it more. Memory almost full from like the earlier two mm. thousands is probably you know like that mm. is more the road with this. Like you guys said, I liked like the tracks. You guys yeah. find my way, um, sliding. He's a good. Um, now he's just like good at making these records, and mm. uh, I have to say, Mark Hartney three sold a shit ton of records because it had so Did many, it? it had so yeah, many vinyl was, variations that uh, everybody went nuts. I was reading, um, I don't, I should have written it down. I'm a dummy, but I was reading up on on that specifically, like, um, you know, what it reached, and it, I think it hit up to like number three in the uk charts oh, yeah, and yeah. Hit, it was definitely like top five in the u.s and in the uk. Yeah. So it, I mean, it did really. He really still well. sells his first two weeks. Yeah, it's Paul McCartney, man. Yeah. Like, newsflash, Paul McCartney is going to be one of the people that when he dies, it's going to be like, holy fuck, one yeah. of the legends in the past hundred years of music. Yeah. Well, I'm sure. hoping Classic Rock Radio plays a little bit yeah. more of Paul McCartney then. Yeah. Do, do any of these three records, like, what was, your fav- what was your favorite of the three and where would you place that on the total Paul McCartney solo Slash wings is I consider that solo. Yeah. Like where where does it fit in his discography for you? Oh, I don't know. Okay, I got this one. Mine is uh the first one, McCartney yeah. one, and I think it fits in the top five of his okay. of his solo career. I think it, mm. it's one of his more solid solo releases mm. altogether. Um, yeah. I have to say, like Paul is a solo artist, doesn't have a ton of classic records. He has. Band on the Run, which is really, really, really solid. Band on the Run, Ram. Ram is very, very, very solid. That's my number one. And then one. where do you go after that? Venus and Mars. V- I wouldn't go. I would go McCartney three next for me, or yeah. at least Wings Over America. Uh, but then you start. Yeah. It starts getting hairy because none of those albums are really that perfect. You know what I mean? He is no glare. chaos and creation in the backyard. <laughs> That's his album from like the mid nineties. Yeah, it's. it's unfamiliar really good yeah unfamiliar too i'm not super well versed in the solo mccartney stuff i mean I I've, said it before. I've said it before in the podcast i mean ram I mean, is my number one for my paul mccartney solo albums yeah. that's like my favorite 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 one and so then like maybe that's number one and then like maybe mccartney one would be like a close second for me you know really top, yeah like maybe top five i mean i but I, that's the thing is i don't uh i don't have enough know-how of the solo stuff i mean the wing stuff obviously because it's like you well, know. yeah, that's I count that as his solo. Yeah, yeah. Work. So that obviously top five as well. Yeah, but um, but I don't know. I mean, two is probably last on my last. <laughs> I don't know. I don't get yeah, two. I don't is, know enough. Is way but I do. out in the water. I don't know enough, but I know enough to know to that know I that you don't, don't need like to know it. more. I don't need to know more. Um, I'm like, I'm good. Thank you. Yeah, I liked. I liked. I mean, honestly, I liked three slightly more than the first, but I would put them roughly in the same spots you know if made the total list and i mean i i'd say both of those are right around five six yeah because if i looked at the full list i like i like at least three or four more than both of those yeah yeah right chaos on. creation ram band on the run yeah. yeah i like those more yeah yeah let us know what you think what's where the would one you where they're sitting them? on a river someone before Oh, After I Ram. actually read. That's one of my favorite yeah. Paul albums. That's called um, Red Rose Speedway. No, that's called Wings at the Speed of Sound. 
No, is that speed no. of sound? No, it's not. That's because called um, it's called wildlife. Wildlife, and there's one called Red Rose about... Speedway, right? Yes, Red Rose Speedway. That's, he's on the cover. He has his mullet. He's like has yes. a rose in his mouth. There's well, Paul McCartney. I, I forgot yeah, about good. wildlife. It says that when you push. <laughs> Wild 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 yeah, the first Wings record. First Wings record, which I would yeah, probably yeah. rate it. You, you know, yeah. uh, so Band on the Run, that, and then Wildlife is, and then McCartney because yeah. I love that record too. But mm-hmm. for people who've been sleeping on him, like Paul McCartney puts out a new album every two or three years. Yeah, for the last fucking forty-five yeah. years. <laughs> and I, I even enjoyed his Standards record, which I think was released Correction. 2010, 11. Fifty-two years. Oh, fifty-two. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so yeah, let us know what good. you think. Where do you place the the first Paul three? Paul, I'm Paul McCartney. All right, let's uh, let's take a quick break. We'll come back with our new album releases. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Get in the Garage. We're the music podcast for music lovers. Now we go on to the portion of our show in which we discuss new album reviews. The first one we're going to discuss. <laughs> is a an album called Funk Wave Bounces Volume 2. It is the sixth studio album by Scottish DJ and electronic music producer and artist Calvin Harris, his first studio album in, I believe, like five years. Um, this album features a lot of the top names in yeah. current pop music, uh, Dua Lipa, 21 Savage, Charlie Puth, uh, Justin Timberlake, Halsey Pharrell, um, Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg seems to be on everybody's album. Mm, yeah. We'll get to it later. Um, Busta Rhymes. Pharrell. Busta Rhymes, Pharrell. So uh, I thought this album was decent, you know, for like pop. It's pop, pop music. Yeah. Um, good sounds. Songs. I mean, there are a few songs that caught me. What do you guys think? Um, so this record is obviously like the DJ with all the sample, uh, with all the features on it. Um, it has that laid back, like California, mm. um, se- via seventies funk thing. Yep. It sounds like every instrument on this album is run through a, a f- uh, envelope filter. Mm-hmm. Um, so that being said, it's not a pretentious record. Um, nobody's putting on airs that this is like a serious, like dark side of the moon thing. Yeah. Um, what I did find was like a lot of, you know, fun tracks and songs, um, that would like play on like a you know it's it wouldn't play in like a nightclub I don't think but it's like has some good like vibes in it um you might play like one of the songs kind mm-hmm. of thing but not yeah. all together um samples work really well and then the ones that don't work um kind of are like kind of fall flat a they, little bit they throw the album off on the vibe um mm-hmm. so that would be my one like biggest like criticism of it is sometimes. Um, like the 21 Savage, um, up front is so solidly great that every other feature after that kind of has to add up to it and, um, it peaks and flows and your ear peaks up to the ones that are better. And then when they're not, they peak, um, more down. Yeah. Um, another one I really loved on here was stay with me, uh, with Justin Timberlake, Mm -hmm. Halsey and Pharrell, um, that's a two-part song and for me that song was really really fun Mm -hmm. um halsey's doing like this um like hey and justin timberlake answers it back um with his like retort of like you know where he's been all year and they do this fun push play with each other um that is really 
you know, it's entertaining and fun, and it perks your ear up, perks your ear up as soon as it comes on. Mm-hmm. Um, ones that like even like the Snoop Dogg sample for me on here perked my ear because you hear it's mm-hmm. Snoop Dogg. Um, do I need another Snoop Dogg feature on another song? Nope, don't need it. Do I need another song about <laughs> no. Snoop Dogg talking about California? Nope, don't need it. Um, so for me, for shizzle, that one like doesn't work. I really actually loved the um, Buster Rhymes uh, "Ready or Not" song yeah, on I dug here. That song it, too. Um, they put like weird reverb on his voice, so it, like mm-hmm. it kind of sounds like a little funky. But um, this gave me like old school hip hop vibes and like. Um, like techno early '90s yeah. dance shit, and yeah. I love that. So I mean, those were like the ones, the sa- the features on. I keep saying samples, the features on here that I thought were yeah. really great. Um, yeah. Other than that, yeah, I think it's like I mean, I think it's a you know we've talked about the new Harry Styles record, we've talked about the Beyonce album, we've talked about the Lizzo album, we've talked about a lot of albums that have come out in the recent couple past months. Uh, that seem to be kind of going towards this like dance direction, or this at least kind of this like retro seventies funk dance right. Direction. Even with like Silk Sonic, who gives mm-hmm. who gave you the, the hyper retro sort of thing, yeah. Um, you know, I think this is a fun companion piece to all of that stuff. I mean, I don't do I think it's at the magnitude of say Beyonce's record? I don't think so. Or do even I, on Silk Sonic, who's or even, probably yeah. more aligned to what this is. Right. Yeah. I don't. I don't think that. But if like one of these songs is in a mix with like songs from those other albums i'm not going to be that upset about it it's cool there's a couple bangers on here you know what Mm -hmm. i mean you can dance to it you have a good time like luke said it's not really putting on airs it's not trying to be this great magnum opus you know what i mean it's just like people getting in a room together and just like having some fun you know what i mean calvin harris throws this on he's like hey dua lipa do your thing you know and hey snoop dogg do your thing like i did like the dua lipa song on here too it was was a vibe it was like on a tuesday yeah um i will say that pitchfork was not very uh happy they had their pitchforks out yeah they had their pitchforks out yeah it only got i think a 5.2 on pitchfork i read the review you know, man, it you know it it, it it wasn't very nice of a review. To be fair, I will say that, and people who listen to this podcast will know that, especially with like some of the newer stuff. Myself, I listen. I mean, you know, I listen to Black Sabbath regularly. I don't really have much of a reference point, you know. So going into this record, I don't know much of the backlog from Calvin Harris, so I can't really say like, well, compared to his previous works, I can't really give that kind of a thing. So for me going in blind, I'm like, yeah, right on. This is cool. It's a fun dance thing. Pitchfork made a lot of comparisons to some of Calvin Harris's previous work, kind of, you know, saying that that was much better than this, that this this uh, album rather kind of fell flat a little bit. In certain points, it did. I mean, we were talking this morning and how, you know, there it kind of comes in strong and it kind of like dies down a little bit and then kind of finishes off strong towards the end. Yeah, like after that Justin Timberlake uh, sample or feature, you don't, your ears really don't pick up till two songs later when the Snoop Dogg one comes in and you only really picks up because you know it's Snoop Dogg. Yeah, and he's like, for sizzle, you know, he does the You know why Snoop Dogg always carries an umbrella? Why? For drizzle. <laughs> <laughs> oh god well done well okay. done beautiful beautiful so all right rating yeah. real quick let's do a quick round table rating guys what do you guys think um just remember you're rating this against the against the journey seven yeah so you know just... yeah he's the the tracks sound very he is like out of the big pop producers his stuff always sounds good yeah it really comes down to the 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 weight that the features carry right um and his choice in in who he has featured um 
I'm going to say a six and a half. Six and a half? Just short of a Journey 7. Oh, uh, just short. So close. Because I'd go back to... I go back to the Journey album before I would this, but I, I would listen to. I think there's like 13 songs, and I liked like seven of them. Yeah, and then I skipped three or four. Yeah, you know, yeah I would yeah. skip three or four. I'll I'll join you. I'll go six and a half. I think six and a half is a fair fair rating for this record. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not, not a bad album. Six no, and no, 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 and it's not. I wouldn't say it's my cup. It's not my go to style of record. Yeah. But like, if I'm hanging out and just kind of you know cleaning the house or something, you know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't not throw this record yeah, on just this, to play in the background. This could have been much more generic and in that case it would have been like a three or a yeah, four yeah yeah it's not generic generic yeah, yeah i'm gonna say 20, um, i'm gonna go with you i'm six five i think it's a fun release there's nothing yeah. terrible on here yeah. nothing yeah. definitely definitely like skippable um and i'll definitely be coming back for that 21 savage song yeah and i don't i don't even know what 21 savage i just love that song so much yeah. i'll come back for 21, that a lot 21, yeah so 21. All right, cool. Right on. So there you have it. Six and a half across the board. Tell us what you think. What do you think about this new Calvin Harris record? Okay. Uh, and our, our other new new release is a jazz fusion release by a duo called Domi and J.D. Beck. Domi is a French keyboard player. Uh, I think she's about 22 years old. And J.D. Beck is a Texas-based drummer. I think he's only like 19, maybe. Yeah. Um, they've been playing together for three or four years um they have played behind artists such as thundercat and anderson pack and snarky puppy and ghost note and uh they're both like wonderkind jazz fusion players who are like if you're on the internet they're all over the internet Mm -hmm. um this is their first full length and uh it's it's a wild ride. Yeah, it's it is jazz fusion. Like, yeah, Domi's style is left hand bass, and then at times JD Beck plays like like crazy big break beat, like square pusher style, like techno jazz drums. They're just like, how is this not math, a malfunctioning malfunctioning drum machine? Like that's what yeah. it sounds like. Math drums. Yes. A lot of math drums. Yeah. There's like, like skittery. Um, a blast break kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Uh, lots of features on this record. Anson Pac, uh, Thundercat, Snoop Dogg again, Busta Rhymes, Rhymes again. Busta Rhymes again. Yeah. Um, my favorite track features Herbie Hancock on vocal order. Yep. Uh, vocals. Um, yeah, I I would say my only my big criticism of this record is it's like the Thundercat stuff where it's like I like the idea of it more than I like the actuality of it yeah. or like I like a minute and a half but when it's a 3 minute long song it's almost exhausting. Yeah. Like it's oh, music boy. that kind of like both makes me sleepy cuz it's so like woozy like sounds but then the notes are so complicated it's like I'm having a panic attack while I'm falling asleep. (laughs) Like, it's just, um, I got to the record and I looked down at my phone and I'm like, it's only been 17 minutes. Like, it's just a lot to process. It's like for people who are on the internet all day with ADHD. Like, that's what it sounds like it was made for. Yeah. It's, and it's, I mean, it's 44 minutes long. So it's not like it's an incredibly short record. So, but that's not long. It's just not long. It's not long, but it feels long because it's so dense. Like it's such a yeah dense, nothing dense album. like 
and again skills and styles yeah. like oh, i would no. love they i've seen them you can go on youtube watch them play with other artists and their skills are so vast but it's like when you're each song luke did a did a test he like started a song went a minute in played 10 seconds they started another song went a minute and played 10 seconds and it's like you couldn't tell the difference because it's breakbeat skittery drums and it's very very yeah very fingery like yeah. keyboards and it's gr- it's awesome yeah but videos are cooler because you get to see their dynamics you get to see them actually playing and you're like how are these people playing this shit right right um it's more yeah, without in- the video correct you're way it's more interesting to look at because yeah. they're moving so fast um yep. you know like for our old heads out there if you're not familiar like she's doing the keyboard bass like ray manzarek style from the doors yeah um it's so for me this album um the melody comes in the melody parts come in with the vocal lines that they have in some of the songs the features yeah yeah and um for me those even are more um tuned to like um minor um mm-hmm. melody lines mm-hmm. And nothing is really up, so mm-hmm. you kind of have the everything just kind of going down all the time. Mm-hmm. And like Jeff said, you have the fast underneath drumming and scattering, uh, schizophrenic almost. Yeah. Um, for me, like that doesn't it didn't match up because there was no like easy melody where you mm-hmm. could kind of just groove. And then there's a jam part mm-hmm. like um, uh, Steely Dan's Asia, mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. it begins with a song and then turns into a jazz fusion drum off. Yeah. Um, this I needed more, like uh, I wanted more rhythm in the drums, where it was more like something I could follow. more variety, variety, yeah. and you could make yeah. sense of. Um, Give in us your a good head. ballad. Yeah, because everybody can go <laughs> a little like, bit more melody. Everybody yeah. can go stomp, clap, stomp, clap. Um, and it's fascinating to watch people do this, but mm-hmm. um, I need, I wanted more um texture and variety yeah. mm-hmm. because, like you said, um, the second song I went a minute in, and the second to last song I went a minute in, and I kind of you know tried at home. It sounds very similar, and I couldn't tell the songs apart. Yeah. Um, feature wise. Herbie Hancock works mm-hmm. well. Um, oh, yeah. This is also a Blue Note uh, record release, um, mm-hmm. so that was interesting to note as well. Um, you're right, the Herbie Hancock one was really, really good. Um, the does Do we like the second Snoop Dogg feature on a <laughs> jazz fusion album where we just heard it on a DJ album? For um, shizzle. For, sh- for shizzle. For me, again... Do we need another Snoop Dogg feature? This is this is this is it. Um, Snoop Dogg um, did the Katy Perry feature yep. um, years ago, and that was um, on California Girls, right? And for me, that was made sense. It was Snoop Dogg, California Girls, Katy Perry. Mm. A lot of these features with Snoop Dogg now kind of seems like Snoop Dogg's just kind of collecting a paycheck, and these guys are putting Snoop Dogg in their album oh, I, to give them some I kind of hip hop credibility. Um, because this is like a jazz fusion album, and Anderson Pox on it, which makes sense, and it would make yeah. sense that Snoop Dogg is also on it because they're from like the same kind of like you know group. But um, what I think that feature is is like this music strangely is is heavily consumed by weed heads, which is oh, like yeah. so contradictory yeah. to me. Like people get blasted, stoned, and then listen to this music. Really? It's like what? Yeah, because they're on like the they were on the Adult Swim. Like they've had appearances on that shit they they are like known for their minute and a half like versions of dilla uh songs and stuff like that 
So they play with Thundercat and Anderson Pack all the time. Yeah, but this could also go like the Adult Swim thing strange. sort of makes sense to me because this could this could easily pair well with some sort of psychedelic kind of imagey video-y sort right. of thing. Right. So I mean, I guess I get that. I guess I get that. The, but the uh, my favorite thing on here was um, "You Don't Have to Rob Me" uh, that song mm. where I believe they do the vocal on mm -hmm. it. Um, because there's no, it didn't have a feature on yeah, that song. Yeah, that's almost a feature. So yeah, I, don't know. I would imagine that they yeah. were doing the vocal on it. That is the one song in this whole record where I, because it really had more of a thoughtful melody line, mm -hmm. um, I understood who they were. Um, you don't have to rob me. I live in a city. I only have credit cards. It was the the daily struggle and hassle, mm -hmm. and that used they use that as a chorus. Um, and then the other verse was about buying a couch from IKEA. And um, a mundane like thing about mm. like maybe falling in love with somebody and like having to move in with them, mm. that gave me more of an insight to who these artists were and gave me uh, more of like oh that's who you are instead of the kind of uh, cold and abrasive jazz fusion. Mm. Yeah, that gave me more insight to who they were. So I feel like if they were to more lean on that in their own personality, that spoke uh, miles to me more than. Um, the hip hop features because it was more of like spoken word poetry where they yeah. were like, this is the street, this is where I live, this is the daily life, this is a song. Bam, it was like a haiku. And that, that made sense mm. to me. The hip hop yeah. features to me um, really don't make that much sense to me because nothing's really that hip or hop about the way that they're playing to me. Yeah. Mm. Um, for me, uh, some of the highlights on the record, um, I do like the song Woe featuring uh Kurt Rosenwinkel. Mm -hmm. He's like a Philly-based uh, jazz player. guitar player. Yeah. That gave me sort of like Mahavishnu Orchestra-ish vibes. A, a lot of this was like Mahavishnu Orchestra-ish vibes. Like, I know Jeff's not a huge fan. I myself am a fan. Uh, shout out to John McLaughlin. I know we. I know you listen to this podcast. So, um, <laughs> Him and Santana. Him and Santana. Um, so I, I did enjoy that. Another moment I'd say that I really enjoyed, uh, there's a song called Space Mountain um, that it's really quick it's well really quick it's two minutes and 22 seconds uh, 26 seconds long i'm sorry and that's like crazy like elevator music on acid and then it like crashes into the song pilot with snoop dogg and stuff and i like pilot because pilot's kind of got this sort of like six eight kind of time signature thing about it that Yo, i kind of i like how it clashed into that how many songs has snoop dogg talked about being on a plane though not enough. <laughs> I know it's not in that top content. It's a pilot. They're talking about a movie. Yeah. But um. Yeah, yeah. Um. But I, I like moments. That. I, I like... thought the same thing. I was like, this is what elevator music sounds like to people who are doing crystal meth. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just crazy. Yeah. 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 Pilot, so pilot was okay. That was cool, yeah. It was all right. It was, it was all right. right. I mean, like, listen, man. I but think for me, this... it didn't have anything to do with. When they were like, it had nothing to do with planes. Well, it had nothing to do with you're not trying, like, don't try, like, don't rob me. Yeah. Like, it didn't have yeah. anything to do with that. Cause, like, they're like, bravado, they're, they're bringing that out. And then they're like, you don't have to rob me. We can just go get a couch from Ikea. Like, like, yeah. Yeah. you know what I mean? So, yeah. Uh, well, to be, to, so, to be fair, so 15 songs, 44 minutes, eight seconds long, you know, it's, it's their debut album. So, you know, they're just getting started. They're super, super young. You know, I'm, I'm interested in seeing what they do next. I think that if they Me come too. up with a next album, that's more, that's more because, because this could just be, this is their first record. They're coming out swinging. They're coming out hot. They're showing everything that they can do. Right. So now it's like, okay, I know that you're great musicians, but now mm. play me a nice melody. Play me, give me a catchy hook. 
Give me melody. Give me, give me that. Stuff. Show me that you're good songwriters. Don't I give understand me giant steps via an eight bit Nintendo system. Yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. Like I, I, I get, like we get it. You've got the chops. Now show yeah. me how you can write a song. Show me yeah. that you can write a song that make me feel emotional and not like I took acid and I fell in a computer tower. You know what I mean? Like because that's what it feels like. All right. So, so our our final thoughts. Um, I suggested this album. I've been following them for a handful of years. Um, I will continue to follow them and watch their minute-long videos on Instagram and watch their features on YouTube. Uh, I will most likely not ever listen to this album again. It <laughs> it made me almost nauseous, and it made me so anxious and uncomfortable most of the time. Um, I would go back and listen to... Um, maybe four or five of the songs again. I'm going really low, just to be honest, because if I'm not going to revisit an album, or if I know right now I don't want to, I can't give it a high ranking. So I'm I'm just being honest. I'm saying a four, yeah. maybe a realistic four. I want to give it like a five and a half, six out of respect, but I'm going four because I would listen to four of the songs ever again. Yeah, so I would say that if I'm rating it in terms of like musicality and yeah, musicality is an musicianship and, a half or, and talent yeah, right. and it's all like, of that but. stuff. Yeah, of course, these guys they're on a different level. Uh, there's no arguing against that. Mm-hmm. But I have to agree with Jeff. I'll probably I'll say like four, four and a half maybe for the talent and the ability and all that kind of stuff. But <laughs> in terms of listenability and revisiting it and stuff like that, I agree. I don't really think that it's super, super listenable, so I will also give it like a four. I'll do four and a half. I'll be a little generous. I'm going to give this record a five um, because I think it's jazz fusion definitely, but it's very middle-of-the-road jazz fusion for me. Um, it doesn't like it doesn't get me incredibly angry. It doesn't get me incredibly like it doesn't push it so hard where it's like uncomfortable and then there's that kind of tension. Uh, yeah. uh, Live at the Village Vanguard again, John Coltrane. It's not that kind of thing. Yeah. And it's also um, not like, you know, beautiful enough for me mm-hmm. to be like, oh, you know. So yeah. um, it's for me, it's kind of plays the middle of the road. So yeah. I'm going to go five out of ten. Yeah. That's where I am. If you like it, you like it. Um, it's definitely a divisive record. So, um, do you like this record? Are you into this record? Do you think we're wrong? Uh, tell us in the comments. We would, you know, yeah. love to know. Do you know. have the secrets to the source code <laughs> that created this? <laughs> also, before we um, check out today, yes. I wanted to highlight um, a local act that me and Mike went and saw um, last Saturday night in New London. We saw um, shout out to the Oasis Pub. Yep, at on the Oasis, we saw Sline in the Family Stoned. Um, they put on a wonderful set. They were a five piece that night. Yep. Um, and they played like a um loud noise rock, um, a little bit of like maybe midwesterny emo. Um, but it was definitely noisy, loud, and um, awesome rock band. They played a wah solo on um, oh one of their last songs. God. That like when he kicked that wah on, dude, it was like, and it just the whole thing just like. Like yeah, the whole slapped me across the face. Hit the wall, and the whole room was just like boom, and it like engulfed the Why? room in the sound. Just the I way just, it caught the frequency. I think, yeah, it I just think like rose up. Oh, it was, it was one of those magic it was so moments. Good. So we wanted to shout out uh, Slime and the Family Stoned. Um, they had a new album out this year uh, that I really enjoyed. It's right here. Yep. Um, this is what it looks like. It, it's called "These Things Are Beautiful," and these things are, are no, these things are beautiful. You are these things. So these things are beautiful. You are these things from Sly and the Family Stone. This is the album. Um, they're going to be playing 
Friday night, um, but this isn't going to be released. Yeah, then. this will be so released after the fact. They'll be playing the in the fact. past. They'll be playing in the past. But we'll be uh, going to that show as yep, well. Yeah, at Strange so, Brew in um, Norwich. At yeah. Brew so we'll give we'll, you a we'll give you a, a, a follow up sort of uh, review of uh, of that show too. Cause yeah, and we have uh, some cassettes here, so uh, yeah. go check out uh, Sly and the Family Stoned on um, Spotify. And yep. if you that's S L Y N E. Yes, and the Family Stoned. Thank you. Yeah, check them out. Um, it was it was uh, uh, what did we liken it to? It was like a sound bath. <laughs> you mm. know what I mean? It was yes. it was literally just like this music was while it was washing over you, it was also bludgeoning you in the face like a club. It was incredible. It was so good, man. It was so had, powerful. It was so powerful. So amazing. Uh, the records, not, I, you know, I, I'm kind of a novice to Sline and the Family Stone and Mike Sline as well, the principal songwriter and guitar player for the band, Frontman. Um, the things that I have listened to are not so much the vibe of what they're doing right now. Like right now, it seems like this is kind of like a new chapter, a new evolution of the band and the, and the music in comparison to what's everything in the back catalog. Incredible, though, man. Incredible, incredible. Um, they do uh, also supply uh, earphones, or I'm sorry, earplugs, like ear protection, I want to say, because it is so incredibly loud that there's moments where it's almost like, uh, you know, but um, in the best way possible. I mean, it's, they, you know, ha- like, yeah, it was just, it was great. It was such a good show. I had such a good time. Yeah, we wanted to shout yeah, it out. So, so check uh... them out. Did yeah, they play Everyday People? Huh? No. <laughs> no, they didn't play everyday people. <laughs> a a um, great, great pun name, right? Yeah. <laughs> so good. Yeah, they played seven songs, and I think he said that six of them had never been played before. Uh, there was a moment where he played a guitar solo with a drumstick. Uh, it just got wild and crazy, they and it was also absolutely amazing. Performed in front of a projection movie, which was amazing. Yeah, um, it was like a movie of like uh, uh, cut shots, and it was. He did reference what movie it was from too. At one point, I didn't catch it though. Yes, uh, it was like an artist uh, film uh, yeah. that played while they were playing, and it added so much texture to what they were doing. Um, yeah. So great cool. show, fantastic! Yeah. I would recommend if you are into loud uh, rock music to check out. Slime. Yeah. The Family Stoned, and uh, some of their music is more um, that's available, like you said, is more of like acoustic, um, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, improvising with like some piano and stuff. Um, It's more relaxing and, um, you know, uh, easygoing. So check those out as well. Yeah, check them out. Um, So to wrap it up, once again, remember to like and subscribe and comment and share this podcast with your friends. And uh, gentlemen, until next time. This has been getting the garage. Have a good week like, at school, I everybody. Like, are we supposed to say I don't something? Know. I don't know. We'll see you next time, guys. Bye bye. This has been a presentation from the Wasted Robot Network. For more information and links to other shows, please visit www.wastedrobotrecords.com/podcasts.